the process podcast episode 407 407 that's a high that's the in my opinion that's the best highway is it but it's also the most expensive i think all of them are just bad mm, 407's pretty good because it's not owned by the government the government doesn't own it private mm. company owns it right so it's always clear it's always clean if an accident happens it's always taken care of almost immediately and since it's a toll road there is less traffic on it right? because you got to pay and it can be expensive depending on how far you're going. Right. But if you have a transponder, different story. Um, yeah, I don't think we can relate to highways anymore after this one. I don't know if we have a 408 or a 4. There's a 410. There's a highway 410. Probably exists somewhere. Yeah. But at least locally for us. It'll be it'll be that classic highway banter, mm-hmm. highway chat. But uh, what did you get up to on this fine spring ass day? It was beautiful outside today. Uh, well, I wasn't outside, so that's fun. Oh. Didn't get much fresh air, and today it was just breathing breathing in melted plastic and glue. You know and what? Paint. It's not a bad trade off. Acrylic. Oh. I mean, it's. Ugh. Does get to you every every now and then you catch a deep whiff and you're like oh you get sent somewhere else <laughs> there goes there goes five years off yeah. my life just gone do you do you would you take a break at work because of like the smells and stuff yeah. that you have yeah wow yeah we take it easy that's pretty intense yeah. otherwise just worse much. than school do you think like worse than when someone burns something in the laser cutter lab yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you're like if you're sanding something on a base or something, like you're like right there, you're throwing super glue on, you're kicking it and you're fucking sanding it and breathing that in. And yeah, no part of that sounds fun. Yeah, it's you know, it's not the best. It's the vibe. You got to be there. It's probably covered in dust by the time you come home. And yeah, very dusty oh, today. Very big dusty. What was what was on your your board of tasks or your to-do list for um, today it was just me and matt working on a base trying to get it done Ooh. for tomorrow and good progress on it good progress actually yeah there's areas nice. that we thought were going to take a lot longer hmm. and instead we went through it pretty quick so and this is preparing the base for primer correct yeah. yes okay Maybe. you are using like bot like body filler to fill in stuff at all good old no super glue ca glue good old super glue okay how does that work then um well what would you use filler on like gaps and stuff yeah or say i'll use it's probably not technically accurate to what you would be doing but if say there was a screw holding something in and it was kind of it was countersunk yeah um and there's like a little bit there's a small lip where there's a small canyon little crater where the screw is and you get like the little hole at the top of the screw and you want to keep that mm. flush. Maybe it's on like the bottom corner of the base, like yeah. structural pieces holding We're it lucky because we don't, we don't screw the bases together. Okay. But if you did uh, and you had to fill that hole, just super glue it. 
just fucking super glue. Literally just like pouring super glue in that hole and then, yeah. and then just sanding. You should it have over. seen, man. Like, so the base we're working on had it's plywood like frame with a sheet of styrene that got contacted onto the top and routed off clean. Mm-hmm. That gives us a plastic base where we can res on like the ribs and the ribs are like if uh like if the model is just going to be a flat ground there's no ribs it just goes right into the onto the uh like the the base road level acrylic plates get contacted right onto the wood but mm-hmm. if it's like you know around the building is on like you know the the earth fucking moves and it's showing that in the model like there might be a hill or you know different levels where the street is or where grass is, whatever. Then that's where you put the ribs in and the rib, it kind of creates this like topographical shape, mm. which then the plates get glued onto that to follow, to conform to the shape. Okay. Once we do all clean all that shit up, then we got to, um, and that gets all like routered clean. Cause there's always a bit of an overhang so you can router it and get it mm. perfect. Right. Then you take these thin pieces of clear acrylic around the sides of the base to cover the wood. And those get glued mm. on and routed off again so everything's nice and clean. So when it's painted, it's all just looks solid. Um, it looks nice. When you're putting the sides on, contact them on up to a certain point. And then around the whole base, we have to go around and like kind of peel back the acrylic and like squirt and glue and basically weld that inside corner around the whole edge so it's like you can imagine how much glue you go through with that it's a lot jesus so you guys are ordering like industrial sized vats no it's just a lot of bottles oh shit and like as matt is known to use way too much glue Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes the plywood you know if there's knots or like holes and like little chunks taken out glue would just like pool in there so you have to keep filling holes so like yeah, you'll yeah. get to the point where you're putting so much glue and then you just kick it all so it activates and it's fucking like steaming <laughs> like you can see it smoking what because <laughs> no the way. heat yeah because you can feel like that's... It get, that's why if you super glue in your hand you can't kick it on your hand because it'll burn you will it actually <laughs> yeah because it's like a chemical reaction to like harden it instantly holy fuck like a super glue it could take like what like maybe overnight to fully like cure to fully cure whereas like you can put a dot fucking kick it and in like two seconds it's hardened and that so that's why we use it so we don't have to wait you can just do it and then just Uh, so the chemical reaction to make that happen it it creates some big heat dude what so yeah if you're going crazy you can like see it smoking it's fucked is this like like if if we were dumb enough to do it and you put it on your skin. Are we talking like maybe a third degree burn? Possibly. Or but like it would harden. Touching. And like what? It it burns. Oh. And then you'd have to fucking peel it off. Uh, super hurt. Yeah, That's it's not good. gross. Oh, super glue burns. Because you There's have like gotta a be pile a, and you fucking kick it all. And you go to wipe off all the kicker afterwards. And you're like, you go to feel it and you hit a hot spot. And you're like, oh, fuck. It's still hot. Actually. Yeah. Jesus. That, okay, I didn't know that. I've never used kicker before. Mm-hmm. It's I really should've. helpful though, because you don't have to wait then. Should have. Yeah. 
super helpful. It's half the reason like the thesis model went kind of went to shit was because I would like hold stuff, try and hold stuff in place as it was drying and curing, and then it would kind of move. It would move just yeah. enough where now this other piece won't line up. And the kicker is probably not that expensive. No, probably really. Not. Just getting baubles more. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm savage using those videos a lot. Like Home Depot. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just CA glue like activator or whatever. Right. Right. Works for all. Yeah, that would have been CA a lot glues. smarter. Hmm. Would have been a lot smarter to yeah. use that. I think. So again, his videos right and use it. And you just put some on, hold them together, you just spray it, and it's fucking solid. It's instant. Like it's so hardened. nuts. So nuts. Yeah. I should yeah, I should invest in that. And then we I got some bottles of that. uncure. So if you get it on your clothes or your skin or something, you put it on and it re softens the glue so you can get it out. Really? Yeah. How long because I've got super glue on some of the I black think it's gotta be kind of recent. Like if you I haven't tested it. Okay. If you had an old piece of clothing and some glue and you could test it, but it's like, you know, if Matt and I were, you're like, fuck, I spilled some on my pants. Grab the uncure, just fucking put it on there. It's a mm. little liquid. And then you just start scrubbing and it comes out. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah, if it works, it works. Yeah. It's good. I won't complain about that. I'd be I'd be pretty stoked if it did work, to be honest. Because it's like, I like the shirt and it's just, it's it's this tiny little bit of, of super glue that got on it when I was... I think it was one of the weekends when we were working at the shop, oh. putting models together. Might be thesis. too hard in now. I don't know. It's Perhaps. been over two years. Yeah, it might so be too far. You're probably right. Unfortunately. <sighs> oh well, it's okay. The shirt's like six years old, so I don't expect much from it. But it it was on my mind. But seeing as it probably won't work, I won't stress on it too much. Um. But in terms of design news, not that that's not design related, because it's actually pretty dope. But I got went out on a walk today, and then came back, checked the mail, and I had ordered some photo prints from Costco, um, mm-hmm. testing out testing out Costco's photo printing capabilities first off, and like the quality of it, but out then out also testing out a quick out of ten. Hmm. Overall, and I can't give it a seven because that's a cop out. I was gonna say um, six or seven. It's really hard, like, because there's parts that are more successful of it than others. Mm. the The density of color is very good. Like, there's one photo that I have of the Opera House, and it's printed on an eight by t- it's an eight by ten print, and it's the Opera House at night, and the entire sky is blacked out completely just completely black and i fixed it a bit in photoshop and like removed some of the little stars and specular stuff so that it was just solid black but i was nervous about printing it because unless you've got a good printer you're going to get streaks right in the black because it's such dense color and it's easy to see something like that when it pops up but the black like looks fantastic huh? it looks fan- it looks great a lot, most of the photos, and this is probably how I edited them, to be honest, but most of them are actually a little dark to the point where it's kind of hard to see. Mm. It's not that it's hard to see, but 
And obviously there's a difference looking at it digitally and physically, but like there's this one print of, of the leaf. I don't know if you'd be able to see it super clearly, but it's a leaf. It's a close up. It's a, it's a far away shot of a leaf, but, and that's why like the front of the leaf is the only thing that's in focus. Everything else is blurred. Mm -hmm. Um, but this photo is a hell of a lot lighter on the computer. So I think that for me, like breaking down the learning experience of it is probably worth researching and looking in, uh, setting up like a proof color setup that I can look at. Cause you can do that depending on, um, you just have to find out what color space the printer operates in. Right. And that doesn't mean like CMYK. That's like some weird Adobe U US web coded something or other right. that you can do inside of Photoshop. Cause we've done it at work for stuff. Um, but I didn't really think of it for this. Um, so that I think next time is a, is something I'd like to explore just doing that. Another thing is that some of my tolerances were a bit tight. Definitely won't be able to see this cause it's very, it's pretty small, mm. but the text is very, there's right probably as like a 32nd of an inch away from the edge. Whereas on the other side, mm. there's a bit more clearance and the file this is one thing that I'm learning is that the file can be centered, but the file ultimately there's going to be discrepancies no matter what, when it gets printed. So building in more of a buffer, I think is going to be, right. um, has to be for sure. Something that gets worked in next time. Whereas here I was giving myself an eighth of an inch to the edge. I think probably better to good, just double that and go with a quarter. Ultimately, well, it's one of those things. If you really wanted to trim it down, you could always cut it afterwards. That's true. That is very true. It's always a bit better to have a little bit more to work with, right? Yeah, a little bit more than rather wish, or rather than the other way around. Um, but overall, I'm pretty stoked with how most of them turned out. There's some bigger prints. There's one of a guy surfing in at Bell's Beach, which turned out wild. Like the color, the color on this large thing looks, looked wild. And then there's the opera house photo, which turned out really well. Overall, I'm going to give it a, um, considering what it was worth, like what it cost me and for the amount that I received and the amount that I ordered, I'd give it like a, I'd give it like a 7.8, 7.8 out of 10. That's good. So it wasn't too, too expensive, right? Um, no, all in for 130 four by six prints, I think 15, eight by tens and eight, eight by eight That's prints, which is just how the quantity worked out. It was like 60 bucks and that's including shipping and tax, 60, $63, I'm pretty sure. Um, and as a test thing to figure out, like, can you imagine if I said, okay, if there was the market for it and people were buying them and I bought, if I bought like $30 of each print in each size and spent say four or $500 on it to stock everything up and then got everything and realized it wasn't what it should be. Yeah. That's a problem, right? It's a big exactly. problem. No, it's a good test. Like, mm -hmm. Definitely. Just to see what it looks like, 
and also to see what the blurred or like what the the graphic exploration of the text looks like in printed right. form and not even not just that but also like different colors of text I played around with a different different mm -hmm. font which i i like i think i don't know try to play it around with colors and then maybe thinking the color on this where the letters are in the bottom it kind of has that old photo look where it would digitize yeah. the numbers and that like glow and that orange glow at the bottom yeah. left or the bottom right of a photo. It's kind of got that vibe to it. Is that something that's worthwhile? Mm. So I think for the second round, it'll be cleaning up the files and organizing things a bit more and then order one of each, like one of each type as opposed to a multitude like I did this time, which probably wasn't maybe not the smartest thing. But I wanted to give them out and get other people's opinions on it. Um, and that can inform the next round of feedback to refine the design and the print and kind of like the architecture of it, um, of what it actually looks like, the standards of it, so to speak. Um, but I'll show you, show you my favorite is this one here. Hmm. That camera doesn't do it justice, and sorry for the people who are listening because that just sucks, doesn't it? I but I think real quick. I think now seeing it, I like that font better. The sans serif. The uh, Futura Bowl. Futura. I why? To me, it's like I could say the other one kind of fits the vibe of like. I think of team time travel or sorry, um, Kanga and like yeah. it kind of fits the outdoorsy like camp, you know, camping like outdoorsy nature vibe. It it definitely does. Mm -hmm. It kind of has a friendly, familiar, homey kind of feel to it. Okay, but with the Futura, to me, it's like you have like literally nature and imperfection in nature and all these colors and all these details and the leaves and the trees and the animals, people, everything, all this detail, all this color. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like it balances out by going a really simple, clean font. Interesting. Like oh, to me, guess, there's like a yeah. good balance there where it's like, you know, if you had like those images where some of them where it's all the leaves and it's very, like lots of detail, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Even if it is a bit blurred and it's out of focus, it's still a lot of detail and you can tell it's a lot of detail. To then have like a more detailed font that if it was scaled down even smaller, might get really detailed. Right, it might be harder to Maybe read. it's a bit like, maybe it's a bit much. And I, I personally, I just like the balance of like future bold, super clean, super easy to read. Doesn't matter how detailed the background image gets, the future will always be easy to read. Right. The only Maybe time it might get a bit confusing is like if it's a color, like if it's white on like a sky or something like that. Yeah. But the actual like shape 
and form of the font itself will always remain legible, I would think. Right. And it's just, yeah, again, it's more one... like you know, modern, crisp, clean, plus, yeah, to me, pl- like, it just goes well. It's a funny, like, not funny, but it's like a cool juxtaposition between, like, nature, outdoors, detail, imperfection, you know, organic. And then you mm. balance, you contrast that with clean, crisp, geometric, modern. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, to me, I think it's a cool, it's a cool. And it's not even like super crisp because I've done some modification to it. Yeah. So it, the idea was that, oh, if this was like a, it was like pad printed on the photo, this pad printer, the, like the printer head is like old. Yeah, it's been It's kind of worn away. It's yeah. lost that crispness. So when you look at the photos up close, they kind of go like the letters, like the borders are a little fuzzy. Like there's some, there's some Gaussian blur going on. Right. There's levels adjustment to clean up that blur, but in the blur process, you've, you've lost the harsh edge. So things are rounded, but they're rounded, um, non-uniformly. Right. Whereas like if you were an illustrator, you create outlines, you drag the corner thing, everything has that same radius. But this, it's like a bit gritty. Some of the, sometimes the, the information text on the left and the right is hard to read, which I kind of like. Yeah. Because it's almost like it's, you don't need it. It's not necessary. It's, it's off to the side intentionally. Well, it's not the focus, right? It's exactly. It's not secondary the info. It's there. But there's something about, but there's something about this one here where maybe it's the dark on the edges and yeah. like, the colors in the middle and if you look at everyone's backpacks it's blue yellow and red yeah like it's very primaries. warm it's very like welcoming and like it is wholesome vibes and this was an out of focus shot this wasn't even a focused photo i think it's live selena and maho i'm pretty sure and again i think it's another reason why i like future like that's why i still like helvetica on a lot of my posters and stuff when if i'm even if I'm dealing with a lot of, especially when I'm dealing with a lot of blur, a lot of out of focus mm-hmm. stuff, I'm like, okay, like, like the Instasis one, it's like a detailed image, lots of trees and water and bushes and leaves and whatnot and clouds in the sky. I did like a whole like the 3D effect blur kind of thing on it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's already a lot of detail. I'm not going to put a super complex font in there. Let me go with something simple like Helvetica. And like, yeah, I made it like blur and kind of had a glow to it. (laughs) But it still is like a nice contrast between kind of more simplified and like the more complex. Mm. I think it adds a bit of depth that way as well. It stands out maybe in the foreground a bit. And then clearly makes the background image, you know, push back visually adding a lot more depth right. to it. Um, I don't know. I just think, I just think it works that way. Hmm. I think I like that more. I, I, I like that other font and I like the color. The yellow. I like the color. yellow kind of color. Like you said, cause that does remind me of the old photos. A little glow. Yeah. I'm wondering <laughs> in which way I like, I could see that being used. Like maybe it's the opposite. Maybe if you had pictures of like 
King studio, like a simp, like a studio backdrop where it's simple. And then you right. go with a more complex font or something. Mm. And it's the opposite. You're kind of playing, you're playing that juxtaposition of simplicity, um, of subject and simplicity, or you're, you're playing with the subject and the type. And if the subject is simplistic, maybe the type is more elaborate to contrast that. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. Interesting. Because I like, again, like sans serif being Futura. It, with those images, in my opinion, it does a cool thing where it both, it stands out, but it also doesn't take my eye away from the image too much. Uh, like I can, it's just, it's there. It's there it's and there. it's sitting on top and I can read it. It's legible, but it's not so eye grabbing. It's not so detailed. It's not so like in your face that mm. I can, once I've seen it once, I can look past it and focus on the rest of the image. Right. So it's like, it's, it's there, but it's also like unobtrusive to like the actual content to the photo and that's ultimately what we want right I, and that, again i think that that's a cool kind of contrast between the two. I dig that i dig that very much so yeah i'm gonna have to make make some notes and write on the back of them like test print number one and write the date on it mm -hmm. and everything and kind of write what comes to mind like oh this image should be lighter changed let's change these these colors and stuff and and also play around with the kind of the, the grittiness of that type. See how I can, I like it right now, but I kind of want it to be almost a bit, not fuzzier, but to use a Draplin word, scrizzier. Mm. I want it just to have a bit more of that used yeah. feel to it and then go from there. Yeah, really quick. It kind of reminds me of, um, it can be cool if you kept one of each. Oh, I will guarantee. Because like today, I was listening to Ash Thor's podcast when he had Aeros and Hugh on, of course. And they're oh yeah yeah really, and they were talking about like obviously Aeros and Hugh how in Akron they keep one of every piece of apparel that they make that they in make, an archive, yeah. so they can reference it. And he was talking about how like where they saw that idea first happen, and like where they got that idea from, and stuff like that. Where did they get it from? They literally, some like famous like Italian or something or Spanish or whatever, some Italian they were, like clothing designer. <laughs> Before like Akron was really big, they like, it was like, you know, knowing someone through someone who's a friend to someone else kind of thing. And they ended mm. up getting like toured around like their facility and they found there was a guy who worked, I can't remember what company, it was some famous like fashion dude and there was a guy working there and he, his job was to like source interesting and strange pieces of clothing that they can oh, use yeah. for like ideas and stuff. And then they would keep one of everything of that they find. And then they would keep like, they'd actually keep two of everything that they make. One that's like pristine condition, like going to the museum kind of thing, like archives that no one can touch, like for mm -hmm. history. And then another one that they can like, try on reference reuse like stuff like that right. and they thought it would be a cool idea to do it that way where you get to you keep one of everything cool. so you can reference your own stuff and 
Absolutely. So that'd be cool. Says like, that. You just have like one of every like shirt it's or the a line- print. It's, li- it's the lineage of the stuff that you make, right? Like that's why I'll keep keep my versions of the of the strange creatures stuff. Because I'll like I'll never give away number number one. Especially if you have like mine. you sharpie to write over top of it and you're like, uh move this this way this much, change this, yeah. like do you like that, and then you keep those. Oh yeah. That's cool. And you look back like years now and you're like, oh, I remember like back when I was starting this and like I was figuring out how to what I want to change on these first test prints. And you have like you with Sharpie on the on the actual print being like, I'm moving this, try this font, maybe this in color, maybe more blur, brighter, you know, move this this much up like that'd be cool. That would look good in a photo book, too. Oh yeah, development. It would, it would look it's showing. It's showing the process. I guess stuff that you're making. Exactly. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I like I that. that idea a lot. Fuck, that's good. That's good, man. That's good. You're you got good ideas. I I do. I do. You got good I ideas. Big brain over here. And uh, if you also have a big brain, send us an email to hi at bigdesigncompany.com or visit the website www.bigdesigncompany.com and send an email to hi about the process podcast at gmail.com. Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What's our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. The process.